Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey, Addicts, it's the Los, you know, how you guys doing? Getting ready to talk some uh, NFC East Dallas Cowboy football action with you. Um, hopefully, Dan, I think, I hope Dan's recording this time, are you? I'm definitely recording this time. Oh, good, good. I was worried. He, uh, well, we don't have to get into mistakes, but that's fine. Um, where do you want to start with this? Uh, let's start with Tony Romo. Okay, fine. Might as well start at the top. The uh, the quarterback, the leader of the team, right? Yeah, and we're talking about uh, Sunday ticket Tony Romo, not artsy and craftsy Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Tony Romo, you know, uh, a pretty okay, good you got bet. Me. <laughs> a pretty good bet for uh, you know a, a quarterback one this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that his ADP is just about right. He's going right now. And, you know, the late seventh, early eighth round. And I think that I would probably wait a little bit longer, but I would have no issue if anyone wanted to take him there. Absolutely. 34 touchdowns last year. And I think they'll be throwing more this year. Not necessarily more touchdowns, but definitely throwing more than 430 times. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, is there anything else you wanted to talk about Romo real quick before we move on? To yeah. What backs? really helped Romo is that he kept his interceptions under 10. He had nine interceptions last year. If he can keep great efficiency like that going and Des Bryant can continue to be a transcendent talented wide receiver, he can really do great things from there. Um, <clears throat> I think I expect Jason Witten to get better. Uh, work as well and more looks um i I really think tony romo is going to be a good quarterback to own this year yeah and i mean a a huge reason why he only had uh, so few interceptions is because you know i could throw for you know 34 touchdowns and nine interceptions if i had Mm. like 10 full seconds in the pocket every time i drop back to pass that line is money yeah, I mean, there was. I remember there was one play in particular. He literally looked at all of his different receivers, then looked at them twice, and he still had not been touched. I mean, when you have a line as powerful as that at at run blocking and at pass protection, uh, you know, it it would be a slight to you know actually fail. I, you would have to be an awful, awful quarterback. You would have to be Brandon Weed. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. They're the realest line in the room. All right. So, you know, we agree. Tony Romo, you know, mid to low end quarterback one. Uh, so what about Joseph Randall? You know, there are, there are two very divisive camps uh, about Joseph Randall. One that says, you know, he's going to be an RB1 at a steal in, you know, the third, fourth round. And one that says, do not touch him in the third, fourth round. Oh, which camp are you in, Mung? Um, I lean towards the, I do not want any part of him at his current draft price. I just think that, you know, yes, the line is absolutely fantastic at run blocking. Um, if you look at DeMarco Murray's stats, uh, I believe he had seven, 800 yards before contact last year. Um, but that said, I think that Murray is a better talent and that even though Randall may be the starter, I think there is going to be a little bit more of a committee than there was last year. See, I'm I'm 
closer to the other side. I don't want him as high as he's going, but if he falls just a smidge further than that, I'm snatching him every single time. Um, I've been a guy that's believed that Joe Randall is DeMarco's Murray's handcuff for the past two years. I've owned him the past two years on teams as his handcuff. So essentially now I'm going to play him and own him as his handcuff, which I've been waiting two years to do. Um, He averaged 6.7 last year. We can't really look at that. I think he's probably more likely going to average more like four and a half. Murray had 4.7 yards per carry. Um, but the thing is, Joe Randall, if, if he can secure the job as the lead back, which I think he he more or less has with the injury to um, to uh, to Darren McFadden and then the uncertainty that Lance Dunbar's uh, shown over his career, as well as uh, um, the other running back. I uh, can't think of his name, but he he he's off the team now because he got hurt one more time. Um, Ryan, Ryan Williams or Ryan Matthews, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Williams, Williams. Okay. um, real talented guy. Um, he, he was somebody that over the past couple of years, people have been thinking has been a sleeper to take over the job eventually, but he's gone off the team. Now Dunbar has been ineffective for the most part. Um, Randall is behind the best line in the game and he's going to be a productive back. Look, I mean, here's the thing. Darren McFadden and Lance Dunbar are going to take away a lot of the receptions. That's, that's one of my worries because, Part of DeMarco Murray's huge amount of fantasy points last year came from his 57 catches, and that's just not going to be there for Randall. He he may catch probably 20 balls, but I don't think that he's going to be the three. I don't know. Randall caught 80% of the passes thrown his way last year. I just don't know that they're going to hand him the ropes and run him into the ground like they did with Murray. I think that, you know, uh, McFadden and uh, Dunbar are going to see a little bit more work than we expect them to. But even if they don't, and I don't know that any back should be running the ball as much as Murray did last year, he ran the ball 392 times. You take 100 of those away and give it to the other guys, and Randall is still having workhorse back numbers. Yeah, I mean, again, this is just one of those situations where we're going to have to agree to disagree because looking at Randall's ADP, the problem is that there are guys going in that range that I would much rather have. He's going a couple spots after Jordan Matthews and Jimmy Graham, um, you know, guys that are going after him that are a little bit more proven, uh, Mark Ingram, Alfred Morris, uh, these are guys that I would much rather have over Randall at that price. I'd rather you'd rather have Al Morris than Joe Randall. Yes. Oh, I I don't think that no, not for not at all. Um, I do agree that he's going a little high, but I I wouldn't drop him much further than he is. Okay. What about uh, like Andre Johnson? Are you just asking who I'd rather have? Yeah, assuming that you know. Randall... Assuming that I don't have a running back yet, or what? Sure. If Randall, would you be comfortable if Randall uh, were to be your RB one? Oh, good God, no! I'd get somebody before that. But uh, if if I had to, if I got two money wide receivers and and then uh, then the choice was down to Johnson or Randall, yeah, I would go Randall. Okay. Um, see, for me, I still think that you know Mark Ingram's a value there. C.J. Spiller, I would take both of those guys over Joseph Randall. Well, your your professed love for C.J. Spiller is 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 well renowned. Though well, that is true. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about Jason Witten, that who you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, I do think that he's going to see a little bit more work over the middle of the field. Uh, you know, I do think Dallas is going to pass a little bit more than they did last year. Um, that said, I don't think that he's going to return to you know tight end one or at least not 
uh, high ten a tight end one numbers like back in you know his hundred catch seasons. Um, I think that at best Witten is going to be a low end tight end one. I think that his ADP right now is fine where it is in round you know late ninth round early tenth. Um, I just think that I'd rather take a guy with more upside. So yeah, I actually think he has pretty pretty good upside. I like where his draft spot is, uh, being you know one of the last uh, for last tight ends go, not you know one of the last starting tight ends going. I actually think he has five number five number six upside left in him this year. Especially Romo has shown that he loves throwing to Jason Witten. He targeted him ninety times last year, and if uh, Romo is going to be throwing the ball more, that only tells me that Jason Witten is going to be getting a healthy dose of of looks um he had five touchdowns last year which which i'm you can't quote me but i think that's down from typical for him look uh here's the problem he had five touchdowns last year because gavin escobar stole a little bit of the red zone looks and you know he had four touchdowns and i only think that escobar's role is going to increase i think that you know he's going to play a lot more snaps and looking at witten's adp uh, i would much rather take a shot on guys going after him like Tyler Eifert, who I think is going to have a huge year in Cincinnati, or, you know, Delaney Walker, now that he has a competent quarterback throwing to him, uh, I just don't think that Witten is worth his draft price. I think at best he's a low-end tight end one. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, you're wrong, I guess. You know, that's fine. Okay. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the one thing I will say that Witten has going for him is he's, you know, built from the same mold as Frank Gore. He just doesn't seem to age, and he rarely, if ever, misses games. Yeah, and he and he puts and he makes some pretty sweet highlights. I mean, I know it's a few years ago, but I, I, I it just sticks in my head. One play where he caught the football, um, was supposed to get tackled. They ripped his helmet off, and then he got this like bleed. He had blood running down his face, and he just ran another thirty yards downfield. It was awesome. Um, I just wanted to ask you a quick pop quiz. Sure. How many games do you think uh, Jason Witten has missed in his career? Missed in his career? Yes. How how long has his career been? Sorry. Uh, he was he started in two thousand three. So t- thirteen. This will be his thirteenth year. Uh, twelfth. Three? No, that would be thirteenth. Oh, he's yeah, played you're, twelve. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, he's played twelve. This this yeah. is going to be his thirteenth. Um, year. I'm gonna go because I know there was one. I know there was a season that that dinged him. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say. 15 games in 12 years he's missed one game i thought there was a season he was out for all but like really he has missed one game see jason witten number four tight end so no i'm kidding i will say in terms of consistency <laughs> I, I do get your argument wow there. yep i think he is a high floor low ceiling guy that that's what i think he is sure okay all right Okay, um, we really don't need to talk about Des Bryant. He's a top five lock uh, at receiver, and, you know, he's going late first. I think that's fine. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, unless you want to have, you know, a a scholarly discussion about the merits of going Des Bryant over the other top wide receivers. No, I think that's fine. At that point, there's an argument to be made for each guy there. Okay, Um, just just one short thing is I like Des Bryant, and I I don't – he has heel has ceiling for for uh wide receiver number one but i think his floor is his his floor he has the capacity to score touchdowns which he's just proven over the years he will score 10 plus touchdowns it's a lock 
Yeah, I think he's he's a very safe wide receiver one pick. Yeah, he's he's probably the safest up there. Um, yeah, he's probably the safest one up there. Um, but he's not going to be tight. He's not going to be wide receiver number one in the year. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. But either way, you know, we agree a top wide receiver. Talent. I actually would be shocked if he did. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I love Julio as the wide receiver one this year, uh, so yeah. I don't necessarily see it happening. But I, I could see Des catching, you know, another 13, 14 touchdowns and then increasing his yardage a little bit. What about the uh, guys behind him? So we got Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley, who's actually a kind of sneaky PPR pick. Uh, because over the last five or six games of last season, he actually garnered more targets from Romo than Terrence Williams did. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, Cole Beasley, if you're going to be looking uh, to own a, a, a number two, uh, another wide receiver that's not Des Bryant off the off the uh, Cowboys, I would also say that it's Cole Beasley. Terrence Williams, um, it was either two, three years ago he was a rookie. Uh, Terrence Williams was looking really good. He was being drafted um, right next to DeAndre Hopkins in drafts, and I thought sort of thought that their careers were going to parallel each other um, in Texas. You know, the Houston would have DeAndre Hopkins as a as a top young wide receiver and I thought Terrence Williams was going to be another top wide receiver um, for for uh, Texas fans to enjoy um, but that hasn't really been the case at all it hasn't panned out um, I would have expected him to you know grab more of the offense that he had but he, he had less than 40 catches last year now so did Cole Be- Beasley but Romo did show that it, it looked like he, he liked throwing to Beasley a little more with a little more propensity than uh, than Williams yeah, and I think part of the problem with Terrence Williams is that he is that inconsistent option. You know, in the in the play action plays where he gets wide open deep, he he's a threat to score every game, but at oh, the every same time. time, you know, he only had 7 games last year that he surpassed 50 yards receiving. So he is very reliant on those long touchdowns, and that's the issue. I think yeah. that Williams is much better in a best ball league where, you know, you can automatically have him start if he scores that week. Uh, but week to week, I think that he is, you know, a, a less stellar Deshaun Jackson almost. Absolutely. I completely agree. If, if you're feeling lucky, like in one of those daily fantasy leagues or weekly fantasy leagues, he had eight touchdowns over 37 receptions. That's not Martavis Bryant exactly last year, but that's I mean, that's that's a high percentage right there. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to even predict because looking at his schedule last year, um, you know, his touchdowns came against some of the better defenses while he failed to score against some of the, you know, sloppier defenses that he faced. So it's really, uh, you know, hard to predict when he's going to go off for one or two touchdowns. It almost seems like the the better defenses sort of made them try and beat him with the secondary players like Terrence Williams, which on some occasions he was able to. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I don't know that I really want to take a chance with him. At his current ADP, he's going in the in the late 10th round. Um, no, I, I wouldn't I, even take him that early. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think that'd be horrible, depending on, you know, if you if your only need left was wide receiver, I think he's fine. Um, but I wouldn't be super excited. I'd rather take a guy like uh, Marvin Jones, like three rounds later. Um, or even a guy like Kenny Stills, the former Saints, uh, who's now on the Dolphins, you know, also in the 13th, 14th round. Okay. Yeah, there's always guys that can be found. Like Charles Johnson came out of nowhere last year. 
Well, I guess what I'm saying is because Terrence Williams is so reliant on those inconsistent weeks where, you know, he'll blow up for a touchdown or two, you can get those same guys with Stills and Jones, you know, a few rounds later. See, for that reason, I yeah, I actually prefer those guys because I I actually even prefer the the quote unquote handcuff guys better because it's when they get an opportunity they have a an, a chance to be semi great if not great whereas Terrence Williams does have that chance he's a starter but he really hasn't grabbed it and run with it yet so to speak yeah and yeah. as we said you know we both like Beasley a lot and he's even going undrafted in some leagues so I think that he is definitely the better value yeah oh definitely. Okay, well, that is going to wrap up the Dallas Cowboys episode of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps! And as always, thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter with any questions that you might have. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. Um, be, be sure to send us your questions on the Twitter. Twitter, hashtag them FFAQs, uh, like us on Twitter, follow us on the Facebook. That's not correct. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Uh, go go ahead into your uh, onto your iTunes or in your podcasting app and go ahead and click the subscribe button so that you don't miss on any of our Fantasy Football Addicts podcast content that we know that you so need, especially with especially with your draft most definitely coming up soon. And for a few words from our Dan, from from our Dan. Well, you are <laughs> our <awesome>. Dan. <laughs> uh, I have nothing to say. Well, that was disappointing. Oh. I mean, you already you already had to say you everything. Words from I mean, you can follow me at FFA underscore Dan with one end, and I'm actually seriously considering making FFA underscore Dan with two ends. Like, we'll oh. see if I decide to do this. See, the only thing there is you get one less character to write. That's true, but I'll have both in case people get confused and they don't know which one they should tweet to. Oh, you're going to have both. Oh, that's diabolical. I know. It's crazy. Can you link Twitter accounts? No, I don't believe so. You can probably get an app, though, that'll like, you know, congregate everything. There's apps for everything. There are. Yep. We live in a crazy technological world now. We live in the future. I I get so confused most of the time. I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good with technology. All right, guys. Well, oh, I just meant you. in general. Thank you for joining us. Uh, peace out. Thanks, addicts. Casper's most sparkling sale of the season is here. This summer, dive into your best sleep and save up to $600 off any of our award-winning mattresses during our 4th of July sale and get up to 50% off pillows, duvets, bedding, and more. Make summer sleep your best sleep with up to $600 off mattresses and up to 50% off everything else. Shop our 4th of July sale at casper.com or a participating store near you. Going on now through 713. Exclusions apply. See casper.com slash promo. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.